Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Let me give you 10 reasons why following Moses is probably as close as you can get to following Christ. Number one, because Moses, when he was born, okay, had to be preserved from the devil. Is that not so? He had to be protected by him being protected from Pharaoh, who is a type of Satan. Pharaoh is a type of the devil, of Satan. If you want to see the devil, what is he like? One of the people you need to look at is Satan, uh, Pharaoh. Okay? So Pharaoh is a type of Satan. And when uh, Moses was born, he had to be Protect they wanted to just to kill it. You are just born, they want to kill you. And Jesus Christ also, when he was born, was taken. Bible says, So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night and left for Egypt. In Matthew chapter two, verse fourteen. And he remained there until the death of Herod. So both Jesus and Moses had to be sent away for their own protection. So it shows you sometimes that even from the time you are born, you need to ask your mother some questions about your life and about what happened when you were born. Because you never know limited. You may be the next helper. Amen? Amen. Then when, when Moses, when Mo- Jesus came on the scene, he had to contend with great evil. The great evil of the devil manifesting himself in the wilderness. And when Moses also came on the scene, he had to deal with the wise men and the sorcerers, the magicians. who made a direct contest with evil. Alright, so which is very similar. I'm showing you the similarity between Moses and Christ. That's why if you follow Christ, if you follow Moses, your life is likely to follow a lot of... uh, I don't know why people don't call more of their children Moses. It's quite a good name. You know, actually the Hebrew is Moshe. Yeah, Moshe. (laughs) So it's a good name, you know. Then... Jesus fasted for 40 days. And Moses also went up and fasted. Bible says, so he was with the Lord in Exodus 34 verse 28 for 40 days and night and he did not eat bread or drink water. This is Moses. Yeah. So that's what I'm explaining to you that the more you follow Moses, you'll find out that you are really going 
in the pattern of Christ Jesus. Are you with me? Then also, you will notice that Moses um, controlled the sea. He controlled the sea. He, he passed through the Red Sea. He, he, he lifted up his hand and the sea moved around. Are you there? It did happen or it didn't happen? I, I don't have to even read it. You know that it is there. Is that not so? And Jesus, also when he came, he said to them in Matthew chapter 8, verse 26, Why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the seas, and it became perfectly calm. Hallelujah. So both Moses and Christ controlled the sea when they were around. Are you there or you are going home? Then, Moses had, uh, Moses fed uh, a multitude. Are you there? I'm talking about people who take thousands of people to restaurants. That is why when somebody comes to your house, you should never feel hungry if you are following Christ and you are following Moses. When I was on campus, my room was just down here. And I used to go to uh, Volta Hall sometimes to visit. And my beloved, who was not my beloved at that time, anytime she was they were eating or about to eat. Because when you go to somebody's room, you know that they are about to eat. <laughs> Anytime I went there and they were about to eat, she would take some of the food and share to all of us who had come to visit. Myself, my roommate, and other <laughs> visitors. Do you see? But at first, I thought that that was the normal behavior of all ladies. But as I kept visiting different, different sisters, sometimes you go to somebody's room and you see that they are cooking. There is food because they keep going into the balcony and coming out, going in and coming out. You can smell it. But they will never ever send you. Never. So it drew me to her. So and through that she got a beloved. Not not because of the food, but because I noticed that she was generous and she would share. Do you understand? Because there is a wickedness. Somebody you have food, you will not share with us. Alright? When the sons of Israel saw it, they said to another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord commanded. Gather of it every man as much as you should eat and take it. And Omer 
apiece. And he fed all the thousands of people that were there. And Jesus also, you know, Bible says, and they all ate thousand, five thousand, and they picked up what was left over, twelve baskets, and there were five thousand men who ate besides women and children. Is it not fantastic? Both of them, Jesus Christ also, if you remember, following Jesus and following Moses, Jesus had a shiny face. When he came, the Bible says he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his garments became white as light. That was Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. But Moses also, when he came down, the Bible says, and the sons of Israel, when he came from the mountain, would see the face of Moses. That the skin of Moses' face shone. So that Moses would replace the veil over his face until he went in to speak with him. So both of them had so much glory that you couldn't see their faces. Their face was shining. May you have a shining face in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Then, both of them, Jesus Christ overcame grumblings and the memories of the Pharisees and the Israelites. Continual criticism. You see, to be a good leader, you must overcome complaints and grumblings. When, when you are leading people and they are complaining too much, you must know how to overcome it. It's a war. And, and one of the ways is you disconnect from them. When I started the church, the guys, my mates, from medical school, they complaining. I just sacked them and just continued without them. And people think you cannot do without them. But there are many people you can do without them in your life. So staying with such people does not let anybody progress. Because complaining and discontentment is a sign of the presence of Satan. Because discontentment originates with Satan. God created heavens and earth and he made Lucifer put him in the garden. He made everything nice for him, but he was still not happy. So a person who has everything but is not happy, where does that come from? God made Lucifer, he had everything, but he was not happy. Why are you not happy? Do you understand? So discontentment and complaining, the first person to manifest that character was Satan. So that thing is an evil spirit. And all of us must be very careful of it. So when Jesus came, the people were complaining about him. And Bible says, and they see that some of his disciples were eating bread with impure hands and washed hands. You know, and they were and they murmured against him, grumbling all the time. And Moses, you know already, the people murmured, complained, murmured. I mean, in the end, God himself took a decision to kill all of them in the wilderness. Are you there? How many do you have? I've given you six. Seven. The first one is number one is what? He was preserved and protected when he was born. Number two. He had to contend with evil, Satan, when he was starting his ministry. Number three. 
fasted for 40 days. Jesus also fasted for 40 days. Number four, he controlled the sea. Number five, he fed multitudes. Wow, I see you feeding at least your visitor, one visitor. People shouldn't feel hungry in your house or thirsty. Number six, his face was shining. Number seven, he overcame memories. Number eight, Moses, all right, Jesus was not um, believed in on much by his family. He had family problems. His family did not believe in him in a certain way. Are you with me? And in Numbers, Miriam and Aaron, who were his relatives, Miriam was his sister, Aaron was his brother, spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman he had married. Do you understand? And they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? All right? And Jesus Christ, in John chapter 7, the Bible says that in verse 25, for even his brothers were not believing in him. So, don't be surprised if your own brothers and sisters are not believing in you that of what God is using you to do or what God has called you to do. It's nothing unusual. You are following Moses or you are following Jesus. Amen. You cannot and must not expect all your family members or sometimes your close friends you know, to flow with you or to believe in you. One of the things Bishop Saki and I experienced you know, we are blessed to have like my sisters are in the church and his sisters and our, most of our families are belonging to, to this church, to the same church. Even my mother is in the church. But some of our closest friends eh, some of our best friends that we had they, they didn't come with us. And it pains us up till today, it hurts us that, you know, they didn't come along. Recently, one of them died, you know, and um, as soon as I heard that he was, he was, he was dead, you know, I was, I was so sad, and then I was, Bishop Saki called me, I, I was in Australia, and uh, we were both almost, we were actually weeping on the phone, and we said, you know, oh, our friend, our good friend and brother, he never joined us in a certain way in the full-time ministry as we would have liked him to. Even my own roommate, with whom I was right here all the time I was in school, one of my closest friends never joined the church. Even all this time he could have joined. But sometimes the close people, they don't believe in what you are doing. They believe they will show by their actions. You see, when you join something, it shows that you believe it. You believe in it, you support it. Are you there or you are going home? Yes. Bible says, for not even his brothers were believing in him. So don't be afraid if your brothers are not believing. You are just like Moses. And you are just like Jesus. Yes. I see that anointing coming on you. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. How many do you have? Yes. Eight. Number nine. Jesus had Moses had I don't know which one I should say first. Jesus had, Jesus or Moses? Jesus. Jesus had 
70 people that he sent out 70 helpers and Moses also had 70 helpers that he sent out isn't it the Lord therefore said to Moses gather for me 70 men isn't it from the elders of Israel do you remember that said I'll take off the anointing that is on you and I'll put it on them and then after that in, in Luke chapter 10 Jesus Bible says and after this the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him hallelujah so both of them had 70 associates 70 associate pastors helping them to do the work so maybe when Moses was doing all those because Jesus said before Moses was I am I was there so sometimes some of the things you are doing is just the pattern God is even showing you what to do because that is God's plan you understand pattern 70 elders all of them had 70 pastors that were helping them are you with me and then number 10 I'll just give you 10 so that I can get on with my message number 10 both of them made serious intercessory prayers intercessory prayers Jesus Christ interceded. He said, Lord, in John chapter 17, I'm praying for them. Oh, uh, Lord, you will bless and help. And he prayed for his disciples. But Moses also, the Bible says, Moses would pray. Do you remember? God wanted to destroy the whole of Israel. And Moses prayed and they didn't destroy them. That is why a pastor's prayers are so important. One of the things you should convert is the prayers, prayers, prayers. Oh, you must even remember some of the words. You must just remember them and remember that this prayer was prayed over me. And through these prayers, I am prevailing. The Bible says, Moses prayed, you know, uh, and, and, and the Lord said, I'm going to destroy them. And Moses talked to God. He said, Lord, when the people will hear and they will say that you were taking them out of Egypt and you were not able to take them. You know, he was rapping God. (laughs) And God actually listened to what he was saying. You know? And so you see that these are men who love the people they're leading. And Jesus also in chapter, whole of chapter 17, he was praying and begging, Lord, I ask you for them eh, that they may be one. Oh, help them. As you have been with me, be with them. Help them. Lord, help your children. Father, help your children. Is it not a powerful prayer? Uh, is it not wonderful? Let me give you one more. Or two more. Let's make it 12. Either 10, 12, 11. Both of them, you know, Jesus established the a memorial. Both of them established it. When Jesus was going, he established the, the Lord's Supper. He said, this do in remembrance of me. And Moses also, he took the lamp, isn't it? And he painted. And he said, every year you have a Passover celebration. Take the lamp and you eat this particular food. And living bread. Wow. And so when you go to London today, when you go to places like Hendon, at Easter time, you don't see the, you don't see the word Easter. You see Passover. They write Passover. All the people living there are Jews. And they write Passover discount. Passover sales. 
Like instead of writing Easter sales, they write Passover sales. Because they, they don't celebrate Easter, they celebrate Passover. <laughs> they, they, are, they, are, they are not Christians, they are Jews. So they celebrate Passover. At the same time they are celebrating Passover, we are celebrating Easter. So they are Passover. Like if they are saying, oh, Passover discount, Passover sale, 10% off, Passover, Passover, Passover. Hey. And Jesus also took the bread and he broke it. This do it in remembrance of me. Hello? What is that? Okay. Are you there? And, and the last of all, both of them appeared, reappeared after death. Moses, that's why I say you are following Moses, you are following Christ. After dying, Moses reappeared. Isn't it? In Matthew chapter 7, the Bible says, and Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking to Jesus. So they appeared, he appeared. And Jesus also appeared after death. In Acts chapter 1, you know the Bible says, to this he presented himself after his suffering with so many convincing proofs. Amen. Are you there? Alright. So, now, you must learn from two things. What somebody does and what the person teaches. Okay? So you can, you can learn when somebody does something. You can also learn when somebody does something without even speaking he is teaching you something amen and many times when people's fathers die they remember the things their father did and then you realize that he had been teaching you something maybe that he didn't even say and you realize that you are doing that thing because he did it so moses looking at his life there are many things that we have to learn and number one was his name you know and what did it mean? His name was Moses. Moshe. Moshe. Hallelujah. And that means someone who has been rescued. Okay? Someone who has been rescued. Alright? And somebody who has been delivered. Are you there? Alright? And I want you to, to realize that even your name and your origins can somehow show what God is going to use you to do. Amen. Amen. Whatever God has done for you, out of your family, he has saved you. Look at your family. How many people believe in God? How many people believe in Jesus? You are rescued. Huh? You are rescued. And all that Moses did throughout his ministry was to rescue people. So those of you who have names that have no meaning, you know, you must begin to have better names. I do not just give names to people. When I give a name to somebody or I change somebody's name, it is because a name has an effect. A name has an effect on you. You may not know. But a name, Jesus would change somebody's name because it will have an effect on the person. And it helped to determine. Now Moses was just basically 
a rescuer of people. His whole ministry was to rescue somebody. Amen. And so when you are following Moses, you must decide, I'm going to be someone who helps people and who saves people. Alright? In verse 11 of Exodus chapter 2, Bible says, When Moses was grown, he went to his brethren and looked on their burdens. Amen. And he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren. He looked this way and that way. Amen. He looked where? This way and that way. Is that not what you do when you are going to do something bad? Look this way and that way. <laughs> alright. And there was nobody. Alright. Then he slew the Egyptian. And hid him in the sand. Are you there? Amen. Now. Uh, and he went out on the second day. And behold two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him that did wrong. Why are you smiting your fellow? Verse 14. And he said who made you a prince and a judge over us. Amen. And Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. I want to say that your ministry starts on the day that you become aware that you are saved. Because Moses went out on the first day, realizing that he was different and he had been saved. So first day and then second day. So from the first day you are saved, your ministry starts. Amen. From the first day you are saved, your ministry starts. Now when your ministry starts, it will not look like me standing here and preaching in the pulpit or me standing at the crusade. But it starts. So people who are saying that when God calls me, I'm going to be up there standing in the pulpit and preaching. It's not true. It starts, you, you immediately notice what God has called you to do. You immediately notice that you have to help your people. Your people. Amen. Amen. And that is why when he saw an Egyptian smiting his people, he said, no. He looked to the left, this way, and that way. Is anybody looking? And then he did. Now, yesterday, I was watching, uh, Ghana was playing with Mali. And then I was watching Dede Ayu as he scored a very nice goal. And I remembered the last time Ghana was playing, uh, I think it is World Cup it was, or World Cup it was, or Africa Cup, when he was first brought around. And I kept on wondering why they don't bring him more at that time. You know, but as he was playing, because I remember the first time they said, no, he's very young. He's very young. And I think he was running around, running around, running around, running around, and so many things. But but I I realized that, you see, in everything there is maturity. And you see that the ministry that you have when you are more mature is a little different from the one that you have when you are just so young. Do you see? So when I watched him scoring yesterday, I said, wow. He looked more mature in the way he's playing now than how he played when they first introduced him. Just running, 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 running. Don't just run. You'll be tired. Do you get what I'm saying? So everything, including your ministry, it changes 
and improves and matures. But it starts. That is why they are sent to school. He has been in football school. And they have been in school from, they start them from little. And they even have a special school for them because they are in the, doing the soccer. And they start from that time. You can see that because of the signs, one day he can play very well. Do you see? And that is how your calling to serve God is. You, you see, just something small. Something small. You know, just to help one person who is suffering. They are beating my brother, beating him, beating him. Why? Why? <laughs> Why are you beating him? He's <laughs> a pastor, I tell you. He's a pastor. But you see, the manifestation is rescuing. It started from the name, Moshe. Hey, Moshe. It started from the name that he was given. And the attempt of Satan to kill him. Do you understand? That also, that started, that's where you see something. Maybe there's something special. And then, the, the reflex trying to help. Because there are a lot of people who are born, they, originally their blood is from somewhere. But because of how, where they were born or where they grew up, they look back to their people and say, I want to help you. But there are also people who are born, they, they are, they are, their blood is from somewhere, then they grow up at another place, and when they grow up and they look, they say, I'm not from there. I'm not from there. Even in the soccer, we have Ghanaians. Huh? Real Ghanaians. Huh? Whose blood is from Mankesim. Blood is from Kumasi. Choko. And when they grow up and they look and they saw us over here, they say, I'm not from here. Can you mention about three of them? From Number one. Balotelli. Where does he play? Italy. Balotelli. Is it a Ghanaian name? His real name is what? Bewa. And where does that come from? Ashanti name. Bewa. Prince Bwati. Kevin. But he played for us the last time. He said he will not play for us again. Why? What did we do to him? And then who else? Danny Welbeck. He plays for where? Manchester United. It's a gun. <laughs> it's a gun. I mean, this Welbeck, we have never heard of him in Ghana. And then who else? There are more of them. Gerald Boateng. Kevin Prince Boateng's brother. And he, he plays for Germany. Yeah. Whilst we are playing, you see somebody called Obodai, and he's playing against, he's playing against Ghana. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> Odonko, Odonko. It's a guy called Donko. And he's playing against us. Hey! Chumesi. He plays for England. England under 20. There's a guy called Chumesi. So what I'm trying to say is that 
It is not everybody who when he grows up and he realizes who he is and where he comes from, that turns around to say, I am from there. That's where I'm from. And even though there are a lot of problems there, I belong there. And no matter how you have trained me and you have brought me up, I actually come from there. Not everybody is like that. Some people are opposite. So don't, don't have to think that it was so natural for Moses to be concerned about Israelites. No, it's rather the sign of God's calling on your life. And you see, as for call, that's why I say, for callings and this kind of work. And so it is, it is a child. You see it in a child. You see, well, as soon as you are saved and you come out on day one, day one of your salvation, you, know, you will see that if God has called you, you will see that you, lo- you love God. You know, some of you love church. Some of you, some of somebody sent me a test, I cannot wait for tomorrow to, for, to come to first love church. Do you understand? You see, all those things are signs of calling. There are lots of people who cannot wait to leave church. You, you cannot wait to come. Yeah. There are people who, people don't like fasting. People don't like praying. People don't like trying, even trying to serve God. They don't even want to try. But that thing you notice, God has put it in you because it's a, it's a sign. Okay, now I want to show you the last part of Moses' ministry before the thing really started. You see that the guy is called, I tell you. Verse 20. 20 um, where was I? Verse 14. Who made you a judge? People are facing him. And a prince over us. You know, when I was in medical school, they said I was so proud. I wanted to rule. I wanted to be a leader. And I was so proud. You know? But when you are very, very humble, and God has called you, you may, God has really, really called you, and you are very humble. Leadership has a way of making you look proud. You see, if you are a good leader, you, you can be very humble, but you will look proud. Because who made you a prince and a judge? In other words, he looked like somebody who feels he's a prince and a judge. Who made you a prince and a judge over us? So, when, when David came to fight with Goliath, they asked him, ah, what do you, what? He says, we, I know the naughtiness of thy heart. I know you are a bad boy. Instead of staying humbly with the few sheep, what ideas are you having? You know, but I want you to know the ideas that God has for you, when you say them, people will think you are crazy. They may even call you, start calling you proud. But I'll tell you, pride and humility is not necessarily in the way a person speaks or how he looks. Most tall people are called proud. When somebody is tall, they say he's proud. Yeah. And then in Ghana, we have other parameters for humble. They say, oh, you're humble, pa. Oh, or you're gentle. Or you're humble. Or you're gentleman. Or you're humble. Oh, so, 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 or you're humble. Or you're gentle. You see, what, what we mean is that he has a certain way of speaking in an appeasing, pleasing way. Do you understand? 
But if you speak in that appeasing and pleasing way, you don't get anything done. Do you understand? Your, your way of speaking, that, it doesn't even mean you are humble. You may be very proud in your heart. Because the Bible says Moses was the meekest man on earth. And somebody was saying that you have made yourself a prince and a judge of her. But the Bible says that he was the meekest man on earth. Yeah. So you can look at the person and say, you are, you, he's self-appointed, self-imposed. Self-appointed. But the Bible says he was the meekest man on earth. So, humbleness is from the heart. It's not from how the person looks. Yeah, because God doesn't use proud people if you want to know. The Bible says he resists them. Rather, when you are humble, God uses you. If you are proud, go away. Step back. God will never help you if you are proud. It's only humble people that he, he uses. So be careful when you are judging somebody and say he's proud. Okay. Now, when Moses heard this thing, when Pharaoh heard this, he sought to slay Moses. I'm coming to the end of the message or the last part. Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and he dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Hmm? We are coming. See, I've shown you three signs that you are called. Number one is your name and your beginnings. Number two is your day one ministry. Eh? And then number three is your, 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 the, the ministry that you have when you are in the era where you can choose a beloved. Which is where we are coming now. The time of your life where you can choose a beloved, I tell you, it's another place where you see that you are next Moshe. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters. And they came and drew water. Okay? And filled the troughs to water their father's flock. This man had given birth. Every The mother wanted to give birth to a son. Every pregnancy turned into a daughter. So in the end, she had only daughters. Seven. So instead of sending men to go and feed the sheep or the flocks, she had to send, he had to send his daughters because he had nobody. So those of you who say, I want to give birth to a girl. I want to give birth to a boy. Be careful because if God has decided, you can never change it. Seven solid daughters who are now shepherds. Shepherds. My friends, his heart said they were seven boys. The mother tried and tried and tried. Never. So he can cook, he can wash, he can do everything like a girl. Verse 17. And the shepherds came huh, and drove them away. That is the girls, these seven girls. Okay? Now here you see Moses, Moshe's ministry beginning. But Moses stood up. And help them. He helped the seven girls. Moshe. I said, Moshe. Moshe. He stood up and he helped them, the seven girls. What? And watered their flock. You see, if you are, you are not yet a, a head of state of Israel, but you can see it's like his reaction. He doesn't know them from anywhere. But you suddenly see the ah, seven girls, all these little girls come in and they are watering. And Moshe is sitting there, he's just wondering about his future. 
that he sees some people who need rescuing, who need salvation, who need a helping hand to lift them up. And the Bible says Moses was sitting down, he was just relaxing. He was feeling hungry. But then he saw the seven girls. And these guys were, well, then he stood up. He said, no, 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 no. It's not right. Why? Why? He stood up. Why? What are you doing? And he faced the people. He said, what are, what are your things? And he helped them. Not for money. He didn't take any money for, for that work. He did not take any money. So, when, you let's see what happens. But I'm showing you the ministry of Moshe. He stood up. I like that part. He said that Moses stood up. May you stand up and help in the name of Jesus. He stood up and helped them and watered their flocks. Amen. And when they came to Ruel, their father said, Hey, hey, 11 o'clock, you have come. How come? That you have come so soon today. Because he knew that his daughters were struggling. Huh? And they said, an Egyptian. <laughs> He's even called an Egyptian. That's why I said that you, you say you are German. You are, you are a gun. Oh, don't call. Oh, don't die. Huh? <laughs> you not own up and say you are not a, you are not a German. Oh, don't call. Have you seen some before? Alright. He stood up. Amen. Then he said, an Egyptian delivered us. And also drew enough water. Also he went extra mile. He helped us. He stopped the people. And he was even drawing the water for us. And he watered the flock. He said, I'm not watering. Why? If you are a man, come and stand here. I've killed somebody before. You see something. And he said unto his daughters, where, where is he? Why is it that you have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. He didn't ask for anything, but call him. Why, why is it? He said, but daddy, you told us not to talk to strangers. You told us that we shouldn't be befriending. Maybe he would think something. So when he helped, we just said thank you and came. No! No! Call the man that he might eat bread. Wow. wow. You see, you are starting to, be pr- to prosper from your ministry. You never thought you would prosper from your ministry. This is the age of getting a beloved. And they called Moses, verse 23. And Moses was content to dwell with the man. And the man gave him an extra blessing. He got a beloved. Zipporah. The man gave Moses Zipporah, one of the seven. And Moses started having sex with her. At the verse between 21 and 22, 21 and a half. Because in verse 22, the Bible says she bare him a son. Wow! <laughs> what a sh- Huh. 
and Moshe, Moshe, Moshe on show, I tell you. And she bare him a son, and he called his name Geshem. For he said, I've been a stranger in a strange land. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried. And their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groanings. And he remembered his covenant with Abraham and Isaac. And looked upon the children of Israel. And God had respect unto them. Now God began to look for somebody. Somebody who has shown some signs. Of a ministry. Somebody who remembered his own people. Not somebody who doesn't care. There are people who don't care. People don't care at all. I tell you, they don't care at all. But I care. Amen. Amen. That is why I don't consider a leader of this country to be worth anything if he is a leader of of only the city and the capital and the main road. A leader is a leader of everybody, including the unseen ones who he is officially appointed to care for. When you are a leader, a good leader, you don't only care for what you see and what is near, but for everything. So when you are in Germany, receiving millions of euros, you cast your mind back to Choco Lagoon, where you came from. I'm telling you, if people were that way, the whole country would be different. ASEAN comes from where? Senya Brekum. Yeah. Do you know what is a Senya Brekum? Yeah. All of them, they don't speak English. They hardly speak English. If they start speaking right now, you have to use cotton wool for, for your ears. They cannot speak well. They, they are all... God has just blessed. A new type of job has come without school. And it has brought about not quick money. They suffer. They really suffer. But it has brought about another source of wealth. Again, many people who become rich don't remember how and where it all came from. People don't even remember their own mothers. <laughs> and their own fathers. Amen. Are you listening? So now God is looking for somebody. Lord, I know you need somebody. I mean, is God always not looking for somebody? Huh? Is God not looking for somebody? Always looking for somebody. So God saw the people. Now, what is the great difficulty that was happening? Turn with me to uh, chapter 1. Lord, I know you need somebody. What is the great difficulty? Verse 10. Come and let us deal wisely with them. Lest they, it come to pass that when there is a war, they will join our enemies and fight against us. So get them out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh 
treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. Amen. All the struggle was because they were building treasure cities for Pharaoh. Okay, Pharaoh is a type of Satan. And the work that he wants to give you and I is to build cities for him. Because if you think about it, if you live in Accra and you die, and you have built a lot of houses in Accra, you have built Accra. So anybody who comes to Accra says, oh, Accra is beautiful. It's built. And you built it. Yeah. If you go to New York, all the buildings there, somebody built it, they are for people. Ghana, Ghana High Commission owns one building there. One of the tall buildings in New York City is for Ghana High Commission, for Ghana government. So all the things that are here that have been built are the cities of Accra, the cities of this world. Are you, are you listening to me? They are all the built-up cities. So what are you using your life for? What are you using your life for? Basically, to build the cities of this world. That's what you, when, when you ask, what did you achieve when you came here? You bought a house, you built a house, you built this, you built this, you built this. You built the cities of this world. Who is the God of this world? Satan. So I would not like my life to be spent huh, living all my life working for Satan and building the treasure cities of this world. Accra is bigger than it used to be. More built up, more buildings, more skies than when Kwame Nkrumah was here. It's true. More, there are more buildings, more cities, more universities, more of these have been built. Basically, when a human being dies, all that he did was to build some few buildings on this earth and go. And that's what you are going to do with your life. Unless you turn around and decide rather to work for God. When, when I am gone from this earth, okay, yes, there will be buildings that I built. Kodesh, this, cathedrals, different things. But there is a spiritual kingdom. These buildings are the side effect or the houses. No, no, it's not. Don't clap. They are the houses of the spiritual work. To that way, to house it. Are you there? Yeah, that's all. But if you are just a rich man, or you are just working like every normal person, I'm just telling you, maybe you didn't realize that that is all that you are doing. If you take a chicken who are eating in their farms, every day, Kwabinadako brings them more food to eat. He brings them water to drink. If you start to analyze, what are we doing here? They say that, look, they are actually feeding us because of Christmas. That is coming up. Not that they love us all. What we are doing is that we are providing meat. And if one of the chickens can escape and come to, t- come to town and come back, they say, look, I saw at least three places with our name on it. Yeah. Ah! What did you say? One of them was called Papaya Chicken. What? Our name? Yes, your name. There's the- it wasn't a, like meat or fish. Our name, chicken. Papaya chicken. Number two, we saw another one called Southern Fried Chicken. Now, they are going to fry us. They are going to fry us. 
And then we, I saw a new one, American way of killing us. Kentucky Fried Chicken. If you are to analyze it, you realize that all you are doing, if you want to summarize in one sentence, is you are living, I'm living for that frying pan over there. It's true. I'm just being partnered up for the frying pan. And they will not allow me to live long because when I live too long, my meat will be too hard. So they have planned to kill me at, when, I'm, when I'm not old. So that my meat will be soft. That's all that you are doing. So you don't say, oh, I'm living a life, I'm having children. I'm you are not. You are preparing for Kentucky Fried. It's true. And if you think about what are you doing in this world, what are you doing? I recently heard one of my mates from medical school is dead. What has he done in the world? What have we all done? We just build houses and build up the treasure cities of Pharaoh. And we go. People come. Quarrel over what we built. Quarrel, fight, go to court. Go to court, go to court, go to court. Then, after they go away, you see. So now, God wants to deliver some people. So that those people will not have to do that work. And he wants to take them out of the hand arm of Pharaoh and say, come and worship me and live for me in the world of wherever it is I take you. And you live for me and worship me and do sacrifices to me, not to spend your time building these cities. And you live for me and worship me. God wants you to worship him, the creator of heaven and earth. And all your life will be used to, to build his kingdom and to build a tabernacle for him. But when they went to ask Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, no, 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 (laughs) no. Satan will hardly let you go. That is why all my preaching, he will hardly let you go. Hey, he will struggle with you. Satan struggled with me for me to be free to do his work. And since then, I'm fighting to help other people to be free. And when God was looking around, he looked and he saw a man who on the first day of his salvation, when he came out and he saw his fellow people, he said, ah, I am really an Israelite. And somebody who, when he saw seven girls in his fellowship, he has seven girls in his fellowship. You are laughing at me because I have seven girls in my fellowship? It's the sign. It's the sign. It's the sign of who I am. Who I'm going to be. You are laughing. I have only seven girls that I stand up for, that I help. I had girls in my fellowship when I was here. Adelaide Edu, Adelaide Baden. They were friends in the fellowship and other sisters. There were a lot of ladies, mostly. Initially, when you start your ministry, look at them, mostly girls. Even when we take the elders of the campus church, mostly they are girls. And somebody said, oh, but these are just girls. They are not. Hey, Moses has also started with seven girls. And that was the beginning of his ministry. Huh? So today, you have seen how Moses is just like Jesus. Do you have 12 reasons why Moses is just like Jesus? Yeah. And now, you can see the real mission of Moses is about to start. Moshe. 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 
Moshe. Somebody who has come to save people and to help people. And we can see. That is why whatever you do on this camp is so important. So what did she do? Is this Fusty? What did Fusty do? What did she do? Was she doing this? Was she doing that? It's so important. Oh, she was just, she was just so disappointed. It is what I'm looking to hear. Oh, she just killed one. It was only one person she killed. This is what I'm waiting to hear. So you see in Exodus chapter 3, who is God going to choose? Yeah, it is the killer. It's the killer. Because you see, there are some sins. You see, you are calling them a sin. When President Bush goes to kill thousands of people in Iraq, you don't call it murder. When somebody kills only one person, you say it's murder. You take a decision and kill thousands of people. That one is not murder. And there's no report of mass destruction. There's nothing. All the things you say are not there. You have searched the country and there's nothing there. You were wrong. You were deceived and you have killed up to today. People are still dying because of that thing. So God has his own. You did kill one person. It was, it was out of zeal. Some of you, you have committed certain sins. Out of your zeal, you committed those sins. God himself knows how he's assessed. That's why when you are judging somebody, be careful. You'll be surprised how God sees it. Yeah. Out of zeal. He killed the person. God said, actually, that killing that has actually confirmed the thing to me that this is the guy that I need. <laughs> it's that killing that has confirmed. I see that grace falling upon you today. I, I, I'm giving all of you a name, Moshe. Hey. Moshe. Moshe. A rescuer. He was rescued to rescue. Is that not a song like that? Save to save. I'm saved to save. What song is that? Right now I'm saved. Is it, is it the same song? Lord, I need somebody. I'm saved to save. I'm saved. Where's Danny? I'm saved to save. I know you need somebody. In Exodus chapter 3, immediately you see that God is looking for somebody. And he says, who am I going to have? Who am I going to find? I'm going to find one young man. How many young men are going to give your life to be basketball players? Hey. Can you believe that some of the young girls on this school are prostitutes? Huh? That means that yesterday night, they came, they went to sleep with somebody and they gave them 20 CDs. Huh? Some were given 40 CDs. And some have slept with two people. There are students here. Oh. A fine or a no fine? And you are sitting down doing nothing. Do you not care about it? Do you not care? You must show it now. And when they ask, so how many did you say? Oh, only one. That's what we are looking for. To know who you are and who you are going to be. Just that one. People have been laughing at me for years. But as they keep laughing, they keep checking my website. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I know it's working. It's working. It's working. When we had dumb broadcasts in this place here, they asked, so what did he do? 
What effect did it have? When we had our fellowship, they said, what effect did it have? Only seven girls joined your fellowship. You only killed one person. You even made a mistake. You even made a mistake. Eh? You even made a mistake in what you were doing. But that's the sign. And you watch and see who is God going to look at. What was it? He saw and he saw the sign, the groaning, the suffering. Then God said, let me find somebody. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. Wow. You can depend on me, Jesus. You can depend on me, Jesus. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. You've got to have somebody. You can depend on me. You can. So many people, they never heard from you, So many problems they have, they think they can go through it You can do the same for them, just like you did for me, Lord. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. You've got to have somebody, Lord. You can depend on me. All right. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. How many are going to give yourself to the Lord to be a rescuer, a helper? Father, we thank you for your word today in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your great help in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Guide us, Lord. Lead us. I want you to speak to the Lord for a moment. Speak to the Lord for a moment. Speak to the Lord for a moment.
Heavenly Father, thank you for your great blessing. Lift your hands and speak a word. You are going to overcome the satanic powers of Pharaoh to direct your life into building treasure cities and to direct your life into uselessness. But God is going to use you to be a deliverer, a savior, a helper. No matter how small, this is the hour, this is the sign that God has called you God is using you God is sending you God is taking your life And raising you up to work for Him To do something better with your life Thank you Lord for your blessing In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Thank you Thank you Lord Thank you Thank you We give you thanks We give you praise We give you glory we give you honor, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Something better for your life. Some better purpose for your life. Something. Moshe, the rescuer, the rescuer. Born to deliver. Saved to save. Saved to show his glory. Saved to show his power. Saved. To be a deliverance and a savior and a helper for the minutest section of God's work. Yes, God will raise you up and use you for his glory. We give you thanks, Heavenly Father. We give you thanks, Lord. For you have done a good. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with salvation. Blessed us with deliverance. Today, as we are here, many, many people are lost and don't know you. And Lord, you have saved us to show your glory saved us to save other people we thank you for this blessing lord we are determined to be used by you to increase our service for you hundredfold from this time we are not shy of being deliverer of seven girls we are not shy of being a slayer of an egyptian because it's out of a good heart that we have arisen to do these works, to do something. People may mock us, criticize us, and say, What are we doing? What we are doing has no effect. We are wasting time. Some people may even call us a disgrace to Christianity. But we thank you, Lord, that all our effort is unto you and is out of our gratefulness. For what you have done for us We thank you We will give our time We will give our lives We will give our money We will give anything and everything To follow you To be with you and to be closer to you So that we can spend our days saying thank you Thank you Jesus Thank you Lord for victory For salvation For mercy that has been shown to us There is nothing more important Than your salvation which you have showed to us and you are showing to mankind. 
May we not be among them that have forgotten salvation and that have forgotten that great thing that you did for us on the cross of Calvary. Lord, we are grateful. Forever we shall lift our hands and our voices to say thank you, Lord, for the mercy that you have shown to us. Lord, so we stand today and we say, now we know, we know that you need a deliverer and a helper by reason of the bondages and the curses that are abundant upon the lives of many, many people around us. We shall not be among those who cannot remember where they came from and from whence they came out of and the wombs from which they came and the rocks from where they were hewn. But Lord, among those that can remember and say, Lord, I thank you. If there is something I can do to help somebody, I'm going to do it. Thank you for this blessing. I lift my hand and I pray for all the young ones here today. And for every one of us standing here, that we will never forget our salvation. That Lord, we shall be like Moshe, Lord, who rose up and he was instinctive, Lord, in him to just help and to do something. Rather than to sit down and do nothing. Thank you for the blessing of being a rescuer, a a helper, a deliverer, a man that came to assist. For your word said, Moses stood up. May we also stand up. Your your word said, Moses helped them. May we also help them. May we help others to be delivered faster and quicker from the hands of their enemies and their tormentors and all the deceptions that they suffer and labor under. Thank you for your great blessing upon your children today. Father, I thank you that there is no insignificant person standing here today. For every one of us here has a calling, has, a, has something to do, has a grace, has an appointment with you. We thank you for this appointment on this campus, Lord. This divine arrangement, Lord, that you have gathered us here, Lord, as an army preparing us and talking to us and speaking to our hearts, Lord, that we may live for you. That we may follow the appointment and follow the pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. That we may go your way. We may go into your will and do what you have called us to do. Thank you for the little ones, the little girls and the little boys. Whom people have discounted but whom you have never discounted. For in the era and the area, Lord, the day, the time, the season where they shall find beloved, they shall also find you. And they shall find their calling and they shall find their ministry. We give you thanks, Father, for what you have begun to do. He who began a great work in us shall surely bring it to pass. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for calling us and giving us a new pair of shoes to wear. We give you praise and glory in the name of Jesus. Just thank God right now. Thank God for his calling on your life. Thank God for his blessing. Thank God for your, your little portion that you can do and that you must do. To God be the glory. Great things He has done. Amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your life to God. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, 
please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Maybe somebody invited you today, but you know in your heart that you are not born again. If you die tomorrow, if you die tonight, if, a, if an omnibus knocks you down and you go out of this world, will you go to heaven or hell? If you are here today, you want to give your life to God. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my heart to, to God, to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. You want to be born again. You want to give your life to Jesus today. Just lift it high, just your right hand, and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless. Lift it high so I can see. God bless you. If you have lifted your hand, I want you to come to me in the front. Just come from where you are standing. I want to pray with you. Shall we all lift our hands to the Lord? I surrender. I surrender. All. All. To thee. My blessed Savior. I surrender. All. Father we surrender all to you. I surrender. I surrender all. Surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender. Heavenly Father, thank you. We surrender all to you today in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. God bless you. Give the Lord a clap offering and you may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.